Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Now NHL, local experts with the biggest stories on the ice. I'm Kainani Stevens, your host. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. Our Locked On NHL hosts are here. They're going to recap everything from Tuesday night in the NHL. We're going to start out with the San Jose Sharks, who will have to wait a little bit longer to snap that losing streak after they fell in Anaheim in our biggest game. The Biggest Game. The Sharks were this close to snapping their losing streak against the Ducks, but just couldn't get over the hump, and they lost in a shootout. Our Locked On Sharks host is getting tired of what is now seven straight losses. The San Jose Sharks dropped their seventh straight with a shootout loss to the Anaheim Ducks. I'm J.D. Young of Locked On Sharks, and Logan Couture's two goals and Brent Burns' Three points just weren't enough tonight as the Ducks uh, jump out to one nothing lead, but then uh, fight back in the game and then able to take it in a shootout. Um, this is going to be a game missed opportunities. The Sharks had several power plays that they just couldn't uh, finish, including one in overtime. And the Ducks just looked like a better team at 5-on-5 five five as the Sharks continue their season-long seven-game skid. We'll have a full breakdown of uh, tonight's game along with Zingle's uh, debut of the Sharks, wherever you get your podcasts, and of course, subscribe to us on YouTube. Let's go around the league. The Philadelphia Flyers are now losers of six straight games, but our Locked On Flyers host says this loss at home to the Blues stung a little bit more, knowing that it could have been a win. Hi, this is Rachel Donner with your Locked On Flyers postgame. Quick reaction to that Flyers versus St. Louis Blues game ending in a 4-1 to loss for the Flyers. That's now six in a row. And while it's a one-goal game until the very end, it wasn't quite as good an overall effort as they put in the last few games that felt a lot more winnable. And I think the main reason for that is quality of chances. Flyers were not creating many of them. And when they did, the shots went wide or off the post. At the end of the game, the shots were even at 26, but the Blues had 16 high danger chances to the Flyers' seven. It's a shame, too, because Martin Jones actually put in a really solid performance in net. He saved 22 of 24 shots, and it's not often that he's asked to play both games in a back-to-back. He had to do so because Carter Hart is suffering an eye infection. Martin Jones really helped the Flyers stay in this one. On the positive side, I think I really liked Isaac Ratcliffe on that top line. Having his size there really helps Giroux and Atkinson be able to utilize their creativity with a net front presence like he can provide. Uh, He could also break out his offensive skills on the rush when necessary. I also really like that second line of Lindblom, Lawton, and Travis Konechny. They bring a lot of energy and creativity. They showed that on the rush, and Lindblom... Almost had one a couple of times before he did finally get one to tie up the game. It was just too bad that they coughed up a goal almost immediately afterwards to Vladimir Tarasenko. And that's about wraps it up for that game. For more on the Flyers all season long, tune into the Lockdown Flyers podcast. The Nashville Predators beat one of the best teams in hockey on Tuesday night when they took down the Florida Panthers, and Nashville snapped a losing streak as well in a big way. They put up six goals on Florida. Locked on Predators was all smiles after the game. 
The sun rises once again on the Nashville Predators as they defeat a stellar Florida Panthers team tonight in Florida. Hi everyone, I'm Ann Kimmel from Locked On Predators. This was a huge win for the Nashville Predators, not just because they defeated a top team in the league and won in Florida, but also because the Predators snapped a rocky four-game losing streak with this win. Despite missing Nick Cousins and Mark Borowiecki, the Predators came from behind to defeat the Florida Panthers 6-4. Goal scorers for Nashville include Philip Forsberg, Roman Yossi, Yakov Trenin, Mikhail Granlund, and two goals complements of Tanner Janot, giving him back the rookie scoring record so far this season. Mikhail Granlund's goal was a power play goal, and Tanner Janot netted Nashville's first shorthanded goal of the season. The Predators played responsible defense against one of the top teams when it comes to scoring on the rush. And David Riddick, who got the start instead of UC Saros, stopped 44 of 48 shots. This win comes at a key time for the Predators, who are in the middle of a very tough stretch of games and have dropped the last four despite playing pretty well in each of those outings. Tonight, they earned two important points in a very competitive Central Division and carry momentum and confidence into Thursday's game against the Dallas Stars. The Minnesota Wild put forth a good effort on Tuesday night, but it was the slow start that came back to bite them against the Senators. Our Locked On Wild host tries to figure out why Minnesota couldn't get going out of the gate in Ottawa. Sorry I'm late. Much like the Minnesota Wild, I thought the game started an hour after it actually did. Hey everybody, Seth Topol, host of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, recapping a 4-3 to loss for the Minnesota Wild against the Ottawa Senators. Wild trailed 2-0 early. Looked like they thought the game started at 7 o'clock instead of 6 o'clock. They were able to rally to tie as Kevin Fiala got a goal to make it 2-1, then Jared Spurgeon scored to make it 2-2. An awful redirect past Cam Talbot, more on him later, made it 3-2. John Merrill tied the score up at 3-3, and then the Senators get the winner. The Wild cannot summon empty net magic, and they lose one that they probably should have won against Ottawa. Cam Talbot is starting to uh, have a trend where he gives up one or two goals right away, and that is uh, becoming a little bit too insurmountable for the Minnesota Wild. So uh, you can keep an eye on that situation. We'll dive in a little deeper for tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Wild, which you can find wherever you listen to podcasts. The New York Islanders switched things up with their lines last night, and it worked out quite well. They scored five goals against Seattle and got the win. Our Locked On Islanders host tells you more. Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders here. Isles down the Seattle Kraken by a score of 5-2. to two. Interesting move by Barry Trotz before the game, putting together a first line of Matthew Barzal, Kyle Palmieri, and Zach Parise. And the line clicked, worked very well together. Great chemistry, especially between 
Barzal and Parise, who really worked well, made some great passes to set up some chances, and Palmieri also scoring. So the move in lines paying off for the New York Islanders. Also, congratulations to Zdeno Chara. He ties Chris Chelios for the most games played in NHL history by a defenseman. So congratulations to Z. Isles get two big points. For more, listen to the Locked On Islanders podcast with me, Gil Martin, wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Now NHL. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. When you're done here, make sure you check out Locked On NHL and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kanani Stevens. This has been Locked On Now.